What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords. What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords, and I'm Merlin. On tonight's episode, we're connecting with an artist all the way from the Northwest. So, Dante, why don't you tell us, who is Dante Harris? Uh, Dante Harris is an artist from the Pacific Northwest, home of people, legends like Jimi Hendrix and Nirvana. Uh, Dante Harris is more of a more of an entity than a person, kind of a creative spirit that drives off of just emotion more than anything. Uh, fear, anger, loss, hope. You know, just music. Okay. Now, I mean, let's, before we talk more about your music, like, why don't you tell me more about yourself separate from music? Like you said, mm. you're from the Northwest? Yeah. So were you there most of your life or? Yeah, I was born here. And then uh, when I was about three, I lived in Arizona for a year. Uh-huh. The contrast is completely different. Man, so rainy here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so cold all the time. Yeah. Arizona feels like I'm in a, a sauna 24-7. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. No, I much prefer it here, for Re- sure. Really? See, okay. Yeah. I'm also, I'm from the desert. And mm. so I went to Seattle once. And then I was just like, oh, my God, I could not do this over here. I'm so used to the sun all the time. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was because it's so cold. Not that many bad people around. Here. Yeah. Well, it's all the evil people out. <laughs> I guess. I mean, the heat burns them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, that's cool, though. I mean, so you're in the Northwest, and then you also went to Arizona. So you've had, like, different environments, different locations around you. Like, what was it like growing up listening to music? Like, were you always surrounded with music, or? Uh, yeah. I mean, I always had that mom that played music when she's cleaning. But it wasn't really, like, the kind of music I make now. Like, it was mostly, like, Mary J. Blige or Maya and ODB and all that stuff. I kind of just like, I was mostly a quiet kid in school, so I always had my earbuds in. So I just kind of raised myself with music. Um, Found out about like rock music probably sometime in middle school. Everyone was listening to rap. I just felt like an oddball, you know what I mean? But yeah. Okay, so like you're listening more into, um, well, your peers are listening more into like hip hop, rap, your mom into R&B, and then you kind of, discovered your own path looking into rock which i'm guessing that's why um you you're into like Jimi hendrix as well and nirvana yeah so were you listening to a lot of their music um when you started like falling more into rock yeah and most i mostly did that because they're from you know the pacific northwest too so it's kind of like a a comfort knowing that somewhere around here was you know on the same type of thing no, definitely. So, it's kind of yeah. like representation, right? Like knowing like someone from your area can actually like make it, you know, it's not yeah, just like yeah. an illusion or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel that. And so like you're saying like you started really falling for rock about middle school. Now, from then and now, like what pushed you to really like start releasing or not even start releasing yet? 
Um, what made you want to create music? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know those epic rap battles in history? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In middle school, I had this notebook and I'd write my own. So I, there, I remember one, it was like sixth grade. It was like Batman versus the Black Eyed Peas or something. Uh-huh. So I, I'd do stuff like that. And then uh, when COVID happened, so it was like halfway through high school, uh, I thought I figured I should buy a guitar. So I bought one of those. And then during the summertime, I said, I'm not going to touch this thing until I finish my schoolwork. So when the summertime hit, started playing guitar, played a lot of Prince. And then, yeah, then come to 2023, I was like, I think I'm good enough to put stuff out. So Okay. So, like, you took your studies seriously, you know, like, you didn't really dive into music yet, but you still had that goal of wanting to release. Now, at that time, like, were you still, or were you more into rock music, or, like, what were you listening to? At that time, I was in a lot of stuff. Uh, I'd say at the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, I was, like, a huge Prince fanatic. I was, I, that's how I learned my production style and all the, like the little, how to guitars and stuff. Elliot Smith too. That's how I learned how to sing and key. Cause I noticed like with his stuff, he was, uh, like he finger picked a lot. So he'd imitate the finger picking. I was like, okay, I can do that. So him and Prince, I listened to a lot, a lot of, uh, Nirvana. Yeah. Okay. So like when you say like these artists, like with Nirvana, I do like see how like they kind of influence your style of music. But what what made you choose like this path that you created for music? Like why didn't you fall for the music or create the music that was like playing around you like rap and hip hop? Like why did you make your sound? This was mostly because I was like quiet. So the people I hung out around, I always either got compared to them or not noticed by them. So finding my own kind of like music genre creatively and finding my own kind of music genre to listen to was kind of like a way of finding myself more and, you know, helping to be myself. And I, I hate comparison. So I looked in that lane on both ways to figure out myself and everything. Gotcha. Okay. So like when you say comparisons, like, and like you're finding your sound, like, did you feel like at a point you had to create the sound? Or did you feel like, oh, my God, I don't want to be like everyone else, I want to be me. And then that kind of led you into rock music? Because I feel like I'm misunderstanding you, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, it was the second one for sure. Okay. Yeah. So when you discovered it, you fell in love with rock music, and then you created these sounds, which feel like you're being very open in a way. Like when you think of rock music, sometimes people think of like headbangers, guitar smashing, things like that. But this is more on the mellow side. Yeah. So it's kind of showing not only are you... um I don't want to say it's like alt or indie rock, but it's just like the softer side of rock where you're able to open up your emotions, be more vulnerable in a way. Now, is that how you were expressing your feelings or is that really why you went into music just because you wanted to maybe create the safe space? Uh, Yeah, both those really. I really like the idea of, I don't listen to it, but the punk side of rock, I like how it's not so perfect and more open in a way 
Mm-hmm. So that's most like an inspiration for that. And the mellow side, I was writing it in like a, that She Only Lies cover. I did that first and I wrote that like, I was really open, really vulnerable. And I didn't notice because I blacked out as I was making it. And so I realized for the EP, I, if I could tap into that same way and just black out the whole time and <laughs> act like something else is like driving me or something, then yeah. Wait, okay, oh, rewind. No. You like blacked out while you were creating these songs? Like how does that what do you mean? It's like I don't know, like I like I've been here before kinda. I just man, I don't know how to explain. It. Like time just went by so fast. I knew everything I had to do, you know, no practice or anything. I was like, okay, I'm gonna put this here and not think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this out, and not think about it. Last minute, I'm gonna mix this differently, and not think about it. You know, it just kind of came naturally for you, right? Yeah. Like that's what you mean. Like you didn't have to plan it, you didn't have to think about strategy or um, yeah. I don't know framework for the songwriting. I really don't know how it works. I'm just saying things right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you're close. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, I don't know, like there's a spider web. I don't know if this is going to make sense, but there's like a spider web, right? Okay. And like there's certain kind of, there's different kinds of branches. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's like that Pharrell thing where like everyone hears the same kind of sound. And if you don't get that sound, if you don't get it right away, then it's gone. It's going to go to another artist. Right. You know? Okay. That's a cool yeah. way of visualizing it too. Cause yeah, I did. I, wasn't thinking like that um but that is very interesting so like once you kind of dialed in into the songwriting i'm guessing like everything else came naturally for you like the idea of like the beat for it um what do you want to do how you want to release it just all started piecing together yeah sweet and And the the album cover and all the pictures i did for the album cover it was pretty much the same thing too like i just didn't think about it i was just like this would be cool yeah. so, you know why not like that's a big thing too about making this stuff is just why not yeah you know? no absolutely and yeah. i mean with that mindset like and releasing it just last year right so yeah. were you just like at a point where you had all this music that you were ready to share and you were just like might as well release it or was there anything holding you back the main thing that was holding me back was not like fear mostly just like fear for myself i always make sure that if i put out a song i have to like it first so i'm very picky on what i choose to release uh-huh. and then yeah then I, that's pretty much where i got that why not type of thing so when you say that are you saying in a way of like you just want to make sure, not in a perfectionist kind of way, but you, you want like a quality song, not more of a fear of like how people per- will perceive it or. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to put out some that me personally could like listen to while I'm showering or cleaning my room or like, you know, I'm sad or something and I need something to listen to kind of thing. And if I feel that way, then there's going to be a bunch of other people that would too. Definitely. Yeah. Like you have to create a song that's, uh, I think I saw like Russ. Um, say this on threads today and he's like create a song or something that you want to listen to mm. you know like not something that's already out there not a style that's already out there but something that you would want to listen to that's how you know you're like on the right path yeah and like with my music like i take inspiration not just from music too from like anything like uh art like uh you know basquiat uh some <laughs> i think like you know making vehicles as an art movies i take inspiration from that with my stuff uh everything 
And on Jordan Peele, he said how he started making movies is that if, if he wants to watch some, just make it, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, so. absolutely. And inspiration comes in everything, which is why yeah. I enjoy asking that question, just because I feel like you're not always limited or you shouldn't be limited to just artists or producers or just anything in the music industry if you're creating music. You yeah. can be inspired from, I mean, what I love talking about is just like freaking cartoons. You know, like mm-hmm. anime, things like that. Even though it's just a regular show that you're just chilling and watching, like something in that scene, something in that moment, just like movies, <laughs> like Inception or something. Like you're just like, wait a second, this gave me an idea. Just go hard on that, right? Uh, like when I record, I, I always have a show on in the background, just so I can like. I mean, I won't be able because I uh, my studio is in my closet and I just use my phone. Um, but I put on the TV and I mute it. But just so I know what show is on, I can, like, feel the essence in a way. So, I mean, just speaking on that, like, what is a show that kind of um, builds your inspiration or, like, builds as a fire in you? It depends. It could be anything. Uh, for that time, I think it was either Abbott Elementary or Malcolm in the Middle or the show in the middle. Those three. Yeah. So more of a funny, funny show in a way? Yeah, like more like nostalgic comfort kind of thing. And that, that, that I wanted the EP to feel very kind of nostalgic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. listening to it, you definitely not only nostalgic, but what you said about like comfort, like yeah. you give that that type of vibe, and it also shows on like the cover. You know, there's nothing too like crazy about it. A sparkler in your mouth, interesting, <laughs> but it's intriguing. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. I mean, when... It's kind of like a what you see is what you get kind of thing. Yeah. No, I definitely felt that because it's just like, even though it's just like, you know, intriguing, it's not like crazy enough to make me like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like a crazy album. Like it gives the sense of warmth in a way. Yeah. So that's, that's very cool. Color is important too. That's why I chose that little brownish, yellowish kind of color going on. Yeah. No, it's very interesting. But I mean... Right. Speaking of like artists, um, artists that you've listened to, now let's just say like someone hasn't given you a listen yet. Um, mm. How would you describe your sound to them? Yo, that's dope as hell. Uh, <laughs> how would I describe it? I just say if you're a fan of music, if you're a fan of like the Beatles, I like the Beatles. Sometimes they have background vocals that aren't supposed to be in there. You like little things like that. Mm-hmm. You like you like songs that have a, a cool little melody in there for just one second, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good question, man. Oh, it's just like uh, one four three seven said. Pretend you're recommending Dante Harris to a friend. What would you say? Or I know it's still a similar question, but maybe the wording helped. <laughs> what was that? I said maybe that wording helped better than what I was saying. Yeah, man. I say Dante Harris, man. If you like. Things like Janelle Monet, crazy psychedelic rock, crazy hip hop infusions, crazy trip hop things going on. Dante Harris would be the one. You know, like outside the box musical things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever given like um, the crumbs or real estate a listen? I give them crumbs. Yeah, crumbs. Crumbs. I listen to crumbs for harmony. Okay, so I was just like right when you said like 
psychedelic like that was like one of um i don't know why i thought of them actually but one of the bands i immediately thought of but then i also thought of real estate just because of um what we were talking about earlier the sense of comfort the like warmth um just the mellow sounds of it would kind of remind me of real estate there's another one i think it's called beach house or um, it's something do you know which one i'm talking about I know the group. Yeah. Okay. So like these are just artists. Like when I listen to you, you know, um, that's who I would think of. Like if anyone yeah. asked me, like, oh, who is this guy? You know? Um yeah. I always and I know you don't like comparisons, but like when it comes to like a similar sound for someone new, I always like to recommend a name that they know more, just so they have like an idea of, okay, this is the type of melody we're gonna get. Yeah. This oh, is oh, sorry. <laughs> oh no no no! That's that's really it. So I was just gonna ask, like, that's how you would describe your sound. Yeah. But I'd if you like, met something, like, who would you say? I say it's like funkadelic. It's like Elliot Smith. It's like Nirvana, Prince, some crumb in there. A lot of Kendrick in there too, vocally. ODB in there is going on. Okay. Yeah. Now, is this like all these artists that you named? Are you saying that with the future? song that you're releasing or are you just saying that with this demo zp this is demo zp and everything okay like you can hear the essence in that okay like the there could be like in the demo zp there's like i forget what song there's a song in there it's got like some funk bass lines in there but a grungy guitar track mm -hmm. yeah, yeah and that's where you're getting like the funkadelic psychedelic sound from yeah and then i'm guessing with the song like harm was it harmony um harmony was uh like the elliot i don't really know who elliot smith is so i'm just gonna guess that was a similar okay that was the crumb vocally elliot smith yeah instrumentally it was crumb okay okay gotcha interesting all right well i mean what this is not gonna be your last project that's been released right yeah that's my like officially first one but it's my second one and you haven't started releasing on Spotify yet. You have a SoundCloud. Um, now, are you waiting for your next release to like create on those platforms? Or are you just going to be releasing on SoundCloud? Actually, uh, this one is on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify now. Oh, I keep on saying, <laughs> you know what I meant? Sorry, Spotify. <laughs> uh, but um, OK, so you're going to be releasing on Spotify? Yeah. Okay, cool. And so when are we going to be expecting a new release? A uh, new release. I want uh, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, March. I'd say April's. It'd be some Spotify stuff. Okay. That's. And then, in, yeah, in between that, it's a bunch of singles. And then I got some for December, too. So 2024, you're coming in hard. You're ready to release yeah. new music, huh? Yeah, I mean, I work like 24-7. I, I barely sleep. So. Yeah, I understand that. That's <laughs> that's no problem. I mean, okay, so we have a plan for 2024, different release dates, but it kind of keeps everyone on their toes for SoundCloud, for Bandcamp, and then we have for Spotify. Now, um, what's it called? When it comes to performances, are we going to be expecting anything soon or...? Yeah, I'm actually doing a house show tomorrow. Oh, okay. This was perfect timing then. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Okay. So, like, what what's that going to be like? Is that, like, an intimate crowd, or why don't you explain it? Yeah, it's going to be an all-ages show. Oh. Um, uh, it's, a, like, a one-night-alone acoustic set with another artist, too. 
Uh, he was actually, I, I met him in fifth grade and he makes music. So that's pretty cool. Oh. Um, I'm going to shout his name is Johnny Don Disco. Johnny uh, Don Disco. Uh, and then the, I'm going to do acoustic songs first and then some of my rap stuff at the end. It's going to be like 30 minutes on my part. Nice. Hey, I'm guessing you're pretty excited. Is this your first performance or? This is my third, but my second solo acoustic one. Ooh. My first one was like a full band show. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't like it. So. Oh, okay. There I'm, we very, go. <laughs> I'm very picky with, with my performances. I mean, it makes sense. You want to, I don't want to say like, you just want to set the right vibes. You want to go in there with the things yeah. that make you feel comfortable, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, now that you're getting the hang of it, I'm sure it's more fun for you or would you, are you more of a performer or are you more of a, like, let's create music. I want to be in my room and do this. Well, um, first and foremost, just creating it. But since this is my third one, I'm kind of getting there to being a performer too. Yeah. Uh, I'm very theatrical. Like even when I'm not making music, like people say I'm goofy. So oh. I'm very theatrical and stuff. Uh, yeah. And this, I learned too, because I did my second acoustic show that I did earlier this month. I'm starting to learn that like mess ups are really mess ups. Like Bob Ross said, they're like happy actions. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, yeah, which is, you know, if I got to stop for a minute and listen to my song and figure out how I play the guitar, I'm going to do that. It's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's very, very valid. Now, I mean, what would you say is the hardest part for you when it comes to performances? Stage fright. Stage yeah. fright. Okay. Yeah. yeah I feel I'm very like, shy. I mean, it's yeah. okay. I'm shy too. Making this podcast, I was so sweaty my first episode and I wasn't even interviewing <laughs> anyone. <laughs> so. Yeah, I had to take a nap before, before this came on. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I said, I'm a little jealous of you, but no big deal. We won't get into that. <laughs> But we talked about your performances. We talked about upcoming releases. Now, where's the best place people can follow you at so they can stay up to date with news on music, performances, or whatever, really? Uh, Mainly Instagram. Okay. I'm more active on here. All right. And what was your handle for Instagram? Dante period Harris with two R's and two S's. Sweet. And so we just plug that in and also attach links onto this episode. So people are just a click away from following you for checking you out on all the music platforms, um, just to stay up to date too. But oh, it is. It's very sick, sir. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, that's actually going to be it for the podcast. I want to say thank you. No problem. Thanks for just accepting me for this interview in the first place. No problem. Like I was like, because this thing seems so official. So it's like, oh, this ain't going to work out. But, oh, no. Thanks Thank for thinking. If you like this episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe for future episodes. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Culture Chords. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Peace.